Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope all you can hear me. Um, We have cranked up the gain. We've put the pedal to the metal and we are ready to rock and roll. Normally, you'll hear me be silly, kind of go, you know, joke around a little bit. Come on, try to make people laugh. Uh, I have to tell you, uh, I'm so angry today that there'll be none of that. There there will be absolutely none of that today, and here's why. Um, th- number one, first of all, let me just say this. Thank you to the hundreds of thousands of you who listened to the, um, the interview I did with uh, – and I'll tell you right now, I think he's an American hero, um, Mr. Ed Snipes. I don't think he is. I know he is. American veteran. Uh, he is a retired uh, lieutenant of a big city police department, Orlando Fire. He is um, He's just plain out and simple an amazing human being, quite frankly. Uh, the stuff he's done, ranching, farming. You know, all of these things, all the things that he's done is just extraordinary, extraordinary. And then on top of that, uh, to be involved, to be such a giving person, you you know, we did this interview very, very late. I had to, it's weird, of of all the the thousands and thousands and thousands of comments uh, of appreciation and all this, we had five comments from five women that were negative. That's the only one so far. And they were all that the host talks too much, the pastor talks too much. That pastor talks too much. He, if he would just shut up and let the man talk. The thing is, is what you don't understand, what they don't understand. By the way, oddly enough, they're all Wicca. Each one of them. I, I, it's weird. They all work at the same place. I won't say where they work. Uh, but they're all Wicca. Earth worshiper things. Uh, it's weird. I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Um, but anyway, the point is is that they said I talked too much, and I'm sorry about that. If if some of you felt like I talked too much, you know, I am sorry about that. Um, but you need to understand that there's a reason. And the reason was we only had just a minute, just a few minutes to, to uh, get him geared up, uh, you know, and, and we wanted to talk to him. Let me Let me just say how I am. As many of you know, if you listen to the show for any length of time, 
Um, they, you know, my approach is never to be the guy who's eager to get the get. That's what they tell me is the thing in radio and TV, the get. That was a great get. When you get a host or when a host gets a really big interview, an exclusive interview, and it's a big deal, that's called a get. I don't ever want to be the guy who cares so little for people, who cares so little for people that he just he just doesn't he, – he, it's all about getting the information out of him and uh, making him spill his guts and you know get him to answer things that he shouldn't answer. Uh, I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. So, you know, I'll just tell you right now, you know, if you're new to the show today and you're uh, thinking that that's what you like, then, you know, the the shark going after the chum in the water, that's not me. My biggest concern, two things, first and foremost, was the safety and wellness of this fine gentleman, Mr. Ed Snipes. By the way, you can hear that interview. It's up on, go to DrSeanGreener.com uh, or the Ninja Pastor. Dot com. Go over to the blog. Go down to that post, uh, and there's a there's a short link on there. You click on the short link, it will take you right there. You'll be able to listen to it. And I think other than one commercial, we did one commercial right at the very beginning uh, because we were having trouble getting him, uh, you know, getting his call to come through. All that said to say this, that in just the few minutes we had to discuss. Now, first of all, he he had indicated I was the only guy he would talk to. That was his deal. Only guy. He said, I you know, I'm not gonna talk to anybody else. Uh that I wanna you know, I wanna talk to you. I heard you were a good guy, uh, from my good friend Michelle. Um and so I I just you know, I wanna talk to you. I feel safe talking to you. Well, uh Michelle's from the Center for Self Governance. By the way, he went the next day after the interview and he went and sat through I think two classes. A 72-year-old man, he sat through two classes. I mean, we're talking eight hours. He's not fooling around. He's serious business. You know, he is top-notch human being, top-notch. But here's the thing. He was in the convoy, and I'll tell you right now, I don't want to endanger his life. We were concerned uh, about his well-being. We were also concerned that legally we don't want to get him in any sort of jam. Uh, you know, that matters more to me than being the guy that gets the the thing, you know, the big interview. It, it matters way more. That matters 100,000% more to me than getting the big interview and getting him to say something that maybe he shouldn't say. You know, maybe that's something he shouldn't say. Maybe that's something that, that he sh- he just shouldn't. Maybe it's in his best interest to not say a certain thing. So we tried to uh, we tried to be respectful and uh, just tried to to be caring about his issues. So uh, we have an interview today that was been scheduled for weeks. We're excited. Um, we're really excited about it. Uh, K. Carl Smith, a really top-notch human being of the Frederick Douglass Republicans, he is on uh, today at 4.30, I think about, we'll be calling in. And so we're very excited about that, extremely excited. Uh, so we're going to talk more after that, depending on how long the interview goes. Uh, you know, that 
that's you never know. People come on the show, by the way. You know, I don't know those four wicked ladies. You know, necessarily what they were referring to, but uh, you know, me talking too much. My good friend Steve in Ohio, he he reminds me that hey, you know, if you don't have if you don't have talking from the host, it's a radio show. Then what are you going to do? Stare at the wall? And uh, you know that is that is exactly correct. He is one hundred percent correct. That is the deal. Anyway, all that said to say this: that uh, it's very important to remember the overall objective here. As I said, it's not to get the scoop. It's it's not to it's not to uh, be the guy who gets the most hits. I, I'm not interested in that. I'm not. I'm not. Look, you know, and I may, may never make a mint in this business. And and I'll tell you the truth. I really don't care. I I really really don't care. I don't. It it does not matter to me. Uh, you know, much to my family's chagrin. Obviously, um, they would sure probably like to see me make some money. Um, uh, you, you know, I'm going to say this to you. It's it's very important that um, I I think that you have to enlighten self interest at the service of others, not at the cost or sacrifice of others. Jim Rohn it talks about that all the time, and it's it's a hundred percent hundred percent true. Uh, I believe in that that I don't ever want to succeed at the sacrifice of somebody else or at the cost of somebody else. I want to succeed because, you know, I'm blessing and helping other people. And I'll tell you right now, that's, that is important to me. It, it really genuinely is important to me. Um, I don't want to be that guy that's just hungry and gets after it. Uh, <laughs> wicker, wicker, that's wicker to furniture. Come on, both are poorly constructed. Wicker to religion or wicker to furniture. Both are poorly constructed. Funny guy, that guy. In Ohio, uh, that is funny, and uh, but but I don't ever want to be that guy, and, and I and I'm going through this whole big long diatribe because, you know, I want you to understand why I did what I did, and how I did it, and the, and the background behind it. Uh, my son says, "I'd like to see you make money, Dad. I sure would like to see you make money." <laughs> He's, you know, I'm sure. Yeah, me too. But uh, you know, anyway, uh, my my approach is just different. I you know, I guess that you know, who knows? Like when I wrote my book, look, I'd like to be a bestseller. Um, you, you know, I would. I'd like to be a bestseller. My uh, my book is Excellence Killed the Church: How Mediocrity is Destroying America. It's available. Go to the ninjapastor dot com, Greener dot com. Um, Amazon, whatever you get, all those places. It's on all those electronic places. You can get it in paperback. You can get it on Kindle too. I make four cents, literally, four cents if you buy it on Kindle. But you can get it on hardback, uh, paperback, and we're get we're revising the book now. We're updating the book, doing a second edition, and we're going with a different uh, publisher. And we're very excited about that because that's a big deal. And so, anyway, the point is, um. Talking to Mr. Snipes was a wonderful thing. Uh, it was it was totally an honor to talk to this guy. I mean, he 
you talk about a guy who's done a lot in 72 years. And by the way, he did invite me to dinner. You, if you've heard the interview, if you haven't heard of the interview, you really have got to, uh, you've got to listen to it. It's it. Look, I, you know, I'm I'm not uh, Sean Hannity. I'm not Rush Limbaugh. Nobody will ever be Rush Limbaugh. He's one of a kind. Um, you know, there are a lot of great interviewers out there, and I know that this guy's a very controversial guy, and he does a lot of dirty stuff. But I think one of the best interviewers in all of all time is Howard Stern. Um, I've met him, and I've spent a, a considerable amount of time with him. You know, it, it, I don't like very much of what else he does, but I can tell you, one-on-one, extraordinarily nice man. Super generous, super respectful, um, and uh, and he really, he's a good guy. But as far as an interviewer, I don't think he can beat the guy. But the problem is, I think a lot of times, you know, in his case, he's not getting anybody in real trouble. He's not jeopardizing anybody's life. He is, um, what he's doing is, uh, you know, he's getting them to say stuff to getting the, the, the um, getting the guests to say stuff that, uh, that he really shouldn't say, that they really shouldn't say. And. I I just, you know, I'll tell you the truth. I just don't want to be that guy. Don't want to be that guy. It's just not for me. Um, But during the course of the interview, um, Mr. Snipes invited me to dinner at his house, dinner and coffee. He said, you're welcome to my home anytime. Well, I want you to know that uh, he called me after the interview. Now, what what you don't know about that day, which you, of course, couldn't know, is uh Hold on. Some folks are having trouble connecting. I don't know why. It's weird. Some people have trouble. Some people don't. You connect right in. Um, that day was a long day. I think I had I – I have to check how much sleep I had. I think I had one hour and 56 minutes of sleep. Cumulatively, over three days, I had less than six hours in three days. We were doing the CSG. We had Mark Herr here, the great Mark Herr. He was, by the way, right next to me, ironically. He was staying at our home and of the Center for Self-Governance. And uh, he really, really was uh, instrumental in this. He and Michelle Perkins were, Michelle Perkins, absolutely unbelievable, uh, unbelievable person. Uh, And so they, you know, she was really behind all that, and he was very helpful. Um, So we'll talk more about the interview after the uh, interview with Kay Carl, if we have time. Um, All that said, to say this, is, it was it was a really rushed thing, and but I really wanted to think about it before you know we got live with with this gentleman. But he he called me after the interview. It was late at night here. I mean it's it's you know three hours earlier out in Burns, Oregon. But you know he called me really uh, late at night and he said I just wanted to tell you, man to man, you know, with nobody else listening, that I was serious about that. Uh, dinner invitation, and I don't have much, but you're welcome to it. Come out here. We'll make sure you're well-fed and give you a nice fresh pot of coffee, and we'll sit and talk, and I'll take you around and show you everything. And I said, man, that's awesome. I, I'm excited about that. I'll do that, and I am going to do that. I'm absolutely going to do that. But, you know, in the meantime, I have to say, folks, we we need to be praying for um, the family of Lavoy Finnicum. And you know what? I'm going to tell you. I, I have good friends who... Uh, are freedom-loving people, constitutionalists, all that, uh, good people, very smart people, but they think that this man had a gun. 
They say they're looking at this grainy video. They're blowing it up. They're looking at man had a gun. That's why he got shot. I believe Mr. Ed Snipes. I believe uh, Shauna Cox. I believe what happened there by what I saw and what I and also I've seen photographs of Lavoy Finnicum's guns and the other people's guns. I don't know what kind of guns they carried, but I know what kind of guns uh, Lavoy Finnicum carried, and they're there. They have them. And they're going to release them. I'm telling you, I'd be, I'm very surprised that they haven't gone in, the feds haven't gone in and blown up the place to get rid of those guns. Because they have his guns. They have Lavoie Finnicum's guns there. Uh, and they're, they're in custody of the Patriots, not of the, of the ranchers. They're not, it's, they don't, they're there. We, we know for a fact he didn't have his guns. Now, you know, you could make the argument, well, he borrowed a gun. Well, he didn't borrow a gun. Ranchers carry their own guns. They don't borrow guns. Uh, the feds have released a list of, of guns that were found in the car. Totally not true. It's simply not true. All of them disarmed prior to going on this trip. Anyway, we'll talk about that. I, I, I get mad and, and I just go off and I can't help it. You know me. Um, it's just so upsetting. In America, what really ticks me off is, you know, Lavoy Finnicum would have never been shot if there were a thousand people in that convoy, a thousand people, never, never, never in a million years. If listen, if we'd have gone in mass there, a thousand people, and we would have surrounded Ammon and Ryan and Lavoy and Shauna and all these going back and forth. They traveled. Listen, if they wanted to arrest them, they could have done it because they they had free access to the ranch. That's what America doesn't understand. Free access, not the ranch, the uh, the refuge. There was no gates put up. There was no armed guards of the gates. Now, did they watch? Yes, but the feds came in and out. Free will. Freely. And Ammon Bundy uh, and Mr. Finnicum were there with the feds, unarmed, talking to them earlier. They wanted to arrest them. They could have. That was not what this was about. What it was about was sending a message to the American people. You resist us, and we will kill you. And we will make it look like... Whatever we have to make it look like to make the American people, we control the media, we control everything else, you're screwed. So you better shut up and fall under line. So I would say to my friends uh, who I love, you know, just like the ones that support a candidate that, I, that I'm not a fan of, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to get in a big fight with you. Everybody knows that I'm pro Ted Cruz. I want Ted Cruz to, to get elected. I think he's our best shot. Uh, but I'll tell you what, if Donald Trump or Marco Rubio or any of the others get in, I'm full on 100%. 100%. Uh you, you know the funny thing to me is see I'm, see Steve from Ohio you're just you're just egging me on aren't you? You are just egging me on and you want me to talk about it now. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. You know how to press my buttons. Keep me talking about this. I'm telling you this thing ticks me off. It ticks me off. It makes me so mad. Because, listen, if there were a thousand – listen, we're going to tell you, by the way, Steve, it's a good point. Uh, We're going to tell you why this was not a traffic stop. Come on, America, don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. This is not a traffic stop. This was a planned ambush. And he got out of that car. See that? Now, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it after. But we need to pray for the family of Lavoie Fenecum. We do. We need to pray for for them. This is a tough thing, man. 
This is a tough thing. We know, you know who else we need to talk about? Ammon Bundy and Ryan Bundy. We need to talk about them. We need to talk about the fact that Ryan Bundy was shot. Now, Ryan, as many of you know, uh, has a disfigurement of his face. And he has a beautiful, wonderful family. They love him. Ammon Bundy, beautiful family. Uh, they're both being held as well as the others. They're being held without bail. Now, there, there, are, there is speculation. This is what I think. So you can write down that you heard it here first. I think they're holding them because they're talking to the federal. See that? Now I'm talking about it again. Well, I'll just say this real quick, and I'll probably repeat it. They're holding them because they want to charge them under a statute uh, where they are um, – what they want to do is they want to tie the death of – even though the feds killed them – the death of Lavoy Finicum to Ammon and Ryan. I know specifically them. They want to charge them with as much as they can. And because if they are killed during a crime, they say if they're killed as part of the commission of crime, federally, they can go to jail for the rest of their lives. And because they're pending that decision, they don't have to give them bail. Because if they could potentially charge them with homicide, they will, and they don't have to give bail for homicide. They certainly don't want them coming out and talking and speaking the truth as to what happened. And this Mark McConnell, is this his name? Dude's a freaking plant. Come on, smarten up, people. Smarten up. Listen to the language that guy used. It clearly, clearly is not. Now, see, I'm talking about it again. I'm supposed to talk about this after the interview with Kay Carl Smith, who's coming up. Uh, but we need to pray for the Hammond family. They need our prayers. Dwight and Steve, 70-something-year-old uh, Dwight is in jail. Uh, Steve is in jail, serving a legal sentence. Go back and listen. Uh, two, two shows ago, if you go to theninjapastor.com, go over to blog, go down and scroll until I, where I talk about that. There's a link there. That link works. You click on that, you can listen to it. I didn't think I had any commercials that day. By the way, I don't get paid by these people, these commercials thing. If you want to donate to what we do and you believe in what we do, just Dr. Sean Greener, Dot com or the ninjapastor.com. There's a donate thing there. Uh, feel free. I would love it. I know my family would love it because what we do um, is we really, um, you know, we do with all of our own money we, we do this with. So we, we pour anything you give right back into it. Our faithful Kehala, amazing Kehala on Sundays, they, they contribute and it's awesome. We wouldn't be able to do it without them. So if you are so moved, Feel free. We would love it. Everything goes right back into the show. Anyway, um, you know, the Hammond family, is. there's two of the main people from that ranch that are not there and able to work. And because they were locked up uh, federally, they have lost their uh, ability to carry a gun, and they've lost, they can't even have a gun. Even though they're in prison, they can't have guns on the ranch, the Hammond ranch, which is stupid. They're not there, but they can't have guns. Nobody on the ranch can have guns. So they have to watch uh, coyotes eat baby calves because they can't shoot the coyotes. Stupid people. You say, well, tell them to get a bow and arrow. They're not allowed to have it. Deadly weapon. So we want to also pray. We'll talk more about that. Chris Cahalan, um, my buddy, my good friend, great man of God, great dad, great husband, just a great friend. Uh, he's having a rough time, folks. He's having a real rough time. And the family really wants to go see his dad. His dad can't come here, so his dad lives in Fort Myers, Florida. They live in a tiny apartment. 
they just aren't able to come here and uh, to visit Chris. And Chris wants to see some sun. You know, he lives in Minnesota. He wants to see some sun. He wants to have some warmth on his face. And uh, they want to take the kids with him. And so anybody that's listening that's in Fort Myers, Florida, that has space for a husband, a wife, and uh, their three kids, they're amazing kids, by the way, amazing kids. Or you have an apartment or a condo or something like that that's not being used, please get a hold of the show, uh, the ninjapastor.com, the contact me page. Uh, you know, if you know me personally, call me, text me first, whatever you got to do, because we want to make sure that he can see his dad, and we need to do it soon, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, pray for Chris. He's in terrible pain. And uh, we just pray for his family and, and, and really, really get behind him in a wall of prayer. Surround him with a wall of prayer. We also want to pray for Eric, uh, my good friend Eric. I grew up with him kindergarten on. Wonderful, wonderful human being. One of my buds. Uh, good, good buddy. And, uh, you know, he needs your prayers too. I can't tell you how much I freaking hate cancer. I just hate it. We just buried uh, another uh, person from my class, 50 years old, uh, Tracy LeBreton, a lieutenant, retired as a lieutenant on the police department here locally, and she uh, she died of cancer. She died of brain cancer, and, and uh, unbelievable. It's just August she was diagnosed, she's gone. So a couple of weeks ago we went to her funeral. I just I hate cancer. I just I refuse to believe it can't be cured, but what am I going to do? Remember the man named Joe that was really critically uh, injured in that car crash? He is, or motorcycle crash? He is in um, rehab now. He's in a rehabilitation center. Uh, he's actually talking. He has a trach out. And he's doing rehab. It's a big deal. I mean, it's pretty awesome. So we want to pray for him, uh, continued improvement. And then, you know, I hate to talk about this because I'm. You know, there's so much division. It's ridiculous in our country. There's so much division. It's exasperating. You know, if you're pro-Trump, you know, you say horrible things to the cruise people. Some of the cruise people say horrible things back. Look, one of these guys most likely is going to be our guy. And we're going to have to join together and unite. Just like I said with Lavoie Finnegan would not be dead right now. People said, well, if he didn't run, oh, don't get me talking about it again. I shouldn't use this as an example anyway. But he would never would have been shot if there's a thousand of us there. It's never going to happen. Well, we're going to have to gather together and get behind whoever our nominee is. And I'm going to tell you, if it's Donald Trump, I have reservations about Donald Trump. But you better believe that I'm full on 100% pulling for him and do whatever I can to get him elected. Because I'm telling you right now, the left gets elected, and, and I'll tell you what else. we got to win in a landslide. We can't barely win. we got to win in a landslide. We can't squeak by. No. We have to win full-on, hardcore, trouncem, an absolute landslide. Why? Because they cheat. We know they cheat. We know they cheat. We know they cheat. We need to stop talking about it as though we think they do. We know they do. They've been caught. Their prosecutions are kept quiet. Uh, You know, the the few prosecutions that we have are kept quiet, and it's wrong. It's wrong. But we know it happens. We know we probably won't be able to stop it because we're we're a little bit of a wuss on on that side of the file. 
on the side that side of the aisle. Little bit of a wuss. Little bit of a wuss. By the way, the Patriot Guard riders are trying to find out uh, if Lavoie uh, Finnicum was a. Um, Okay, there we go. Lavoy Finnicum was a, a veteran. That's awesome. That's awesome. There is a um there is a, a memorial going on right now or it's going to be going on and uh for him. And so wow. And it's believed that he was a marine actually. So, man, God bless you. God bless you. I gotta tell you, man. Boy, does it ever make me mad. It really does. I know, I'm off on that again. I can't help it. I can't help it. It it should make you mad too. You should be fired up and mad. And honestly, I don't understand. I don't understand why we're not fired up and mad. Let me tell you, I, I have said before, um, you hear me talk, and people think I'm a paid spokesperson for Center for Self-Governance. No, I'm a student. I'm learning the language of liberty. I am. On, I just completed level four. I'm doing my program requirements now, and they're difficult. I'm not going to kid you. You do this, it ain't going to be easy. The time for easy is over. You want easy, then you can uh, get used to shackles. Because that's what comes with easy. You want the easy way, then get used to shackles. And you want to hear difficult. You want to hear hard. That's that's the, that's the hard way. So uh, I just finished, and it's it's powerful. I, I'm I'm not going to lie to you. It is powerful. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever done, and I've done some cool stuff. I'm a lucky lucky man, blessed beyond measure. But I'm just telling you. I am telling you. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. Well, I'll say this. Let me just say this, and then we'll get to our guest. I'm going to tell you right now, we better smarten up when it comes to um, to this, elector- this election season. We have got to smarten up. Listen, uh, my buddy Jerry from Pennsylvania, he, he, he just uh, messaged me. When you listen to my interview of Mr. Snipes, you're going to be mad. And you know what? You ought to be mad. You ought to be mad at the bovine feces that our government is doing to good people. You're going to hear stuff on the interview you haven't heard anywhere else. That's why it took two hours, folks. I, I We never thought this interview would take two hours. Never, ever in a million years did we think it would take two hours. We did not. We thought we'd talk to him for about 15 to 20 minutes, and that would be that. We thought he'd only have 15 to 20 minutes worth to say. We didn't want to pressure him. We didn't set any time limits. When it was finished, it would be finished. Two hours later, we could have done a four-hour show. In fact, I'm going to have him back on. He has said, I'll be glad to be on your show anytime. I felt so comfortable. Listen, it's outrageous. You're right, Jerry. It's, it, is, it is completely outrageous. By the way, I predict that this interview, you can find it on our blog there at uh, theninjapastor.com. Um, I think that it will probably go over a million listens. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. you got to listen to it. Take the time. Download it to your computer, your phone, and just listen to it. Listen to it bit by bit if you have to. Listen, we are so fortunate. I, I don't think this guy really realizes this, but 
Uh, K. Carl Smith of the Frederick Douglass Republicans. By the way, it's ironic. Today, Frederick Douglass is featured on Google. You know how Google has that little thing at the top? I don't know what they call that. There's a name for it, I know, but I don't know what it is. Uh, but Frederick Douglass is actually the guy featured on that today. I, I w- It was cool. I was doing research, and I click on that, and it pops up. And I'm like, hey, that's Frederick Douglass. So how funny. But K. Carl Smith, uh, according to Red State, uh, which, you know, they're an online conservative news source, K. Carl Smith is one of the most influential people in America. Most certainly, K. Carl is one of the most important people, grassroots conservatives, which, by the way, I hate that term, grassroots. Take that out of your vernacular. Grassroots. The grass grows very shallow. That's why geese, when they're when they land on a golf course, they ruin a golf course. Number one, they poop everywhere. I live on a golf course, so that you know I'm speaking from experience. Um, by the way, if anybody can tell me why dogs want to eat goose poop and how to stop them from doing it, please message me. It's urgent. I love my dog, but one of the worst things, oh, my gosh, it just makes me sick, drives me crazy. Anyway, grassroots, you know, they grow very shallow. That's why it's so easy to pull the roots up. We need to stop calling, you know, as a, as a positive because in the 1880s, grassroots was determined to be a pejorative. So uh, February is Black History Month. My good friend Millie, February is Black History Month. That's probably why they featured Frederick Douglass. Well, I'm glad they're featuring somebody good instead of Michael Brown. We're going to talk about that in here a little bit with Kay Carl, but uh, grassroots is not a positive because they grow so shallow. We want tap roots. We want tree roots going down deep and strong. And hand, Anyway, different story. Uh, so grassroots conservatives, Republican Party leaders should be listening to right now. Man, no doubt about it. He's a former United States Army officer. Kay Carl is president and founder of the Frederick Douglass Republicans and the author of the best-selling book entitled Frederick Douglass Republicans, The Movement to Reignite America's Passion for Liberty, and the producer of a very powerful online course. And I've reviewed this. This online course is crazy good. Frederick Douglass Republicans 101, How to Share Your Conservative Values Without the Fear of Being Called a Racist, Uncle Tom, Sellout, or Bigot. Inspired by the diversity outreach strategy of the Apostle Paul, K. Carl is the nation's number one diversity engagement. We're going to talk about what that is, by the way. Diversity engagement. We're going to talk about what a diversity engagement specialist is. But he is the freaking man on that. Empowers, equips, and teaches you a proven uh, strategy to share the life empowering message. We're going to talk about that term, too. Life empowering. Life empowering message of the conservative philosophy in ways that resonate with the majority of Americans. Boy, isn't that important? The majority of Americans. K. Carl's approach completely dispels the myth that white conservatives cannot successfully successfully engage people of different ethnicities. In 2011, uh, 2011, an upper-level executive of the NACP, which obviously wishes to remain anonymous, read K. Carl's book and commented, If the message in K. Carl's book gets on a national level, the Democrat Party would be toast and President Obama would be history. Amen. If uh, it was K. Carl's – and we'll, we'll talk about how to get these books and how to do the online course. Don't Don't stress. It was K. Carl's Frederick Douglass Republican message that inspired Louisiana State Senate – uh, Senator Albert Guillory's party switch from Democrat to Republican. Here's what Senator Guillory had to say. K. Carl helped me to find comfort in the GOP's values. Then he helped me to articulate my need to change. Thank God for sending his chocolate angel, K. Carl Smith, to my rescue. By the way, K. Carl was featured in another friend of mine, uh, Reverend C.L. Bryant, which C.L. is going to be on the show. Um, he is so busy. That phew, 
crazy busy. C.L. Bryant, Runaway Slave documentary. He's been he's appeared. K. Carl's appeared on Seven Hundred Club, The Blaze TV, Fox News, Huckabee Show. So many. He's he's all over the place. The guy's traveling all the time. But the funny thing is, is K. Carl might not know this, but that interview that we did in Charlotte, we were down at the Democrat uh, National Convention. You say, well, why was Dr. Sean at the Democrat National Convention? Doing our recon, baby, recon. So K. Carl was there, and we met at some restaurant or something like that. And somebody said, hey, do you want to do a radio interview? Uh, called and said, would you guys do a radio interview? It's my first radio interview ever. <laughs> now look, I got a show. Isn't that funny? See, it was because I was cake. I got my start with K. Carl, a true professional, and now look at me. <laughs> Welcome, K. Carl. Thank you for joining us. Hey, Dr. Sean. Thanks for inviting me. Appreciate it. Oh, man. It's my pleasure, brother. Good to talk to you again. Oh, same thing here. So oh, tell me, tell me, oh, thank you, brother. Uh, tell me, first of all, because I don't want to forget this, because I know I'll, I'll get to going, and, sure. and then then we'll be all messed up. Uh, how can people learn more? How, first of all, how can they get your book, uh, Frederick Douglass Republicans, The Movement to Reignite America's Passion for Liberty, and then how can they do this course? Because I took a look at this course. This course is banging. Well, thank you for that. Uh, there's just two websites I need to give you. Uh, first of all, for to get the book. Go to Frederick Douglass Republican, that's singular Republican, dot com or dot org. Now, Frederick, has two, has two E's in Frederick. It's Frederick and two S's in the word Douglas. Frederick Douglass Republican, dot com or dot org. And to get information about the uh, online course, which is very powerful, it is diversityengagement.org. Diversityengagement.org. Dot org for the online course entitled Frederick Douglass Republicans 101. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, write that down, folks. FrederickDouglassRepublican.com uh, and then DiversityEngagement.org. Is, is yes. that right? Did I get that right? Awesome. You got it. You got it. Awesome. Listen, that's good stuff. And and so, yeah, I checked that out. And that was um, – I was really blown away by how professional that was, but how reality-based it is, what people run into on a daily basis. So I'm excited to talk to you because I know our audience is uh, – you know, I have a very – and it's weird because people, they never believe this. And I don't know why they believe that conservatives are the enemy of black folk, but I have a ton of black listeners, and I have a ton of black friends. I mean a ton of black yeah. friends, and I mean real hardcore since kindergarten black friends. And, you know, we if we listen to the meme of the uh, of the left, we, we think that we have to be in some way separate, and that's just not the case. Exactly right. And they want us to think that we're separate and that we have nothing in common. And right. that's a good that's a good introduction, Sean, into the online course because in one of the modules in the online course, I, I talk about the elephant in the room, how as conservatives, we at one time we had control of the narrative, but in my opinion, because of uh, the strong and masterful use of propaganda by the left, in other words, before conservatives get a chance to talk, we have already been discredited and, and demonized, so our message follows deaf ears. It's not that the majority of Americans disagree with us. They just ignore us because we've already been discredited. So the question is, how do we get control of the narrative back? We've got to get it back. We're going to save this nation. That's what the course is all about. It will empower you how to take control of the narrative, regain control of the narrative, and share a message of liberty that has a universal appeal. In other words, 
your message has to be able to defeat the propaganda of the left so people can listen to you. And that's what the course is all about. It's an empowering course. And I right. think uh, I, I'm blessed that uh, I've been uh, uh, given, given this message to deliver. Well, how did that happen? Like, tell me about how you came to this. How did you come to this place in your life? Well, first of all, I, I grew up in a strong, democratic Christian home. And, Very similar uh, to CL. Yeah, and someone one time emailed me a quote from Frederick Douglass, by the way. And Douglass said on one occasion, he said, quote, I am a Republican, a black die in the world Republican, and I never intend to belong to any other party than the Party of Freedom and Progress. Well, when I read that quote, that quote, first thing I said was, wait a minute, Frederick Douglass was a Republican? Frederick Douglass was an Uncle Tom? Right, right. And I was, and I, and I was curious to know in that quote, why did Frederick Douglass say, Freedom and Progress Republican Party, and he did not say Freedom and Progress Democrat Party, and that right there started my quest to learn everything I could get my hands on that he wrote to help me understand what he was talking about. And of course, by reading Frederick Douglass, he turned my knowledge of history right side up. Right. Yeah, because I, I I was told and, and taught that the founding fathers gave us slavery in the Constitution, the the KKK was started by Republicans and. Uh, the Republican Party is a party of the, of the racist South, which is totally untrue. It's the opposite. Right. And so by reading Frederick Douglass, uh, his writings helped me to understand how we are being deceived, how we are kept being kept separate by people who are actually rewriting history. And that's the left. So um, how do you think now? I know uh, this is just off the cuff here. How yeah. – why, how do you think this happened, though? Like, how did they do it? How did the left do it? How did they – because, I mean, this is a big thing. History, and I talk about this a little bit in my book, but how did they do it? How did they rewrite history so that now so many folks in the black community and it really in the white community, there are a lot of people that, that are white conservative that have some embarrassment for something that wasn't the case. How did well, that two, two things happen. Two things. Number one, it is through the mass use of propaganda. And number two – the Republicans and conservatives, we are our own worst enemy. And in that part of the module I talk about, the elephant of the room, I, I can give to you just a quick basis. If you go back to 1960, Nixon, when he ran for the presidency against John F. Kennedy, Nixon got 32% of the black vote. Hmm. If, if Republicans get 32% today, Democrats will never win another election. Right. Nixon got 32%. Well, four years later, 1964, the Republican presidential candidate got 6%. So what happened between 60 and 64? What happened? One, and one, of the things, one thing I pointed out, it was July 16th, 1964. Remember when uh, this, the racist Democrats, Dixocrats, they voted against the civil rights legislation and filibustered it? Right. And one, one particular Republican senator voted against it. His name was Senator Barry Goldwater. Now, Senator Goldwater voted against it not because he was a racist. He voted against it based on constitutional grounds. You follow me? Mm -hmm. Got but none, nonetheless, with his vote, he sided with the races. All right? mm. Let me connect the dots with you here. What was Senator Goldwater's nickname? His nickname was Mr. Conservative. Mm. What was the title of the book that he wrote in 1960? The Conscious of a Conservative. You follow me? Right, right, and right. And he's the one—he's the one who sided with the Democrats with his, with his no vote, even though he was not a racist. He was, in fact, an integrationist. I mean, he helped found the NWCP in Arizona. He uh, 
was the first business owner to hire black cashiers when he inherited his family's department store in the Senate cafeteria in D.C. He integrated the cafeteria in D.C., the Senate cafeteria. So he was not a racist. He was an integrationist, but with his vote for constitutional reasons, he sided with the racist. So when that happened, blacks left the Republican Party in mass. The party of Lincoln, the party of emancipation, uh, made, made black folks politically homeless. And then through propaganda, the, the, the Democrat Party started courting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of my family members were Republicans until 1964. So that is when we lost control of the narrative. And here's the irony of this whole thing, Sean. Mm-hmm. We lost control of the narrative to the Democrat Party. Now, the party that gave us Jim Crow, the Democrat Party, the party that supported slavery in the South, the Democrat Party, the party that started the KKK, the Democrat Party, they're calling Republicans racist. You follow me? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. They, that's because they have control of the narrative. And we are always on the defense. We've got to be on the, we be, uh, we on the defense. We've got to be on the offense. Let me give an example of what I'm talking about. To keep control of the narrative that the Democrats really don't deserve based on the facts of history if you go to the Democrat Party's website, uh, their, their website is Democrats.org, okay? Mm-hmm. Go all the way down to the bottom. There's some, some menus down at the bottom, and there's a uh, link that says history, or it may, it may say our history. When you click their our history link, it'll take you to their, their history page. At the top banner, on the, the top header, the banner on the top, their mm-hmm. quote reason, I'm, I'm quoting this, for more than 200 years, we have led the fight for civil rights. Well, that's a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. But here's what they're counting on. If you don't know the truth, you can't recognize a lie. And, if you, and what, is, what did Hitler propaganda uh, minister say, Joseph Goebbels? Mm-hmm. If you repeat a lie long enough, sooner or later, that people going to think that lie is true. That's what they're right. doing. But they're right. doing it to keep control of the narrative. So the question right. becomes, uh, how do we get control of the narrative back? Because whatever our message is, it has to be a way of our strategy. It has to be a way where we can feed the propaganda attacks of the left. And the only answer is Frederick Douglass. Look, I'm looking at their site now. I'm glad you told me about this. I didn't know about this. The Civil Rights Act, 1964, the landmark piece of legislation outlawed major forms of discrimination against African Americans, women, prohibited uh, racial segregation, signed into law by President Lyndon B. Johnson. Who forced him to sign that into law? That. That is a fucking lie. Now, now, Sean, to show people I'm not making this stuff up, you on the website. Go I'm looking at it right now. Site. Go to the top in the banner at the top. Gotcha. Read what it says in that banner. For more than 200 years, our party has led the fight for civil rights, health care, social security, workers' rights, and women's so, rights. You can stop we right are the there. Part- now, yeah, come on. You know, it, come it, on now. That's not a lie. Well, it is a lie. Here's why, Sean, here's why Frederick Doug is so important. 1853. Now, this 200-year span the Democrats are talking about, 200 years ago is 1816. Douglas was born in 1818, and he died in 1895. So he was alive during most of this time they're talking about. 1853, Douglas gave us a speech, and he wrote all his speeches out. So thank God we have a literary legacy of Douglas to refute the lies and propaganda of the left. Douglas gave a speech in 1853 called the Slavery Party, and he said this, and I'm quoting him. The best representation of slavery in politics is the Democratic Party. That doesn't sound like 200 years you've been fighting, fighting, leading the charge for civil rights. So this is why Douglas is so key, because the writings of Frederick Douglass gives conservatives the, the leverage to 
frame the narrative. In other words, what I'm saying is this. The, and this is very provocative, so give me some time to 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 Do dig it. into this a little bit. Do it. The 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 political insight of Frederick Douglass is more important more important than the political insights of the founding fathers. Here's why I'm making this bold statement: the founding fathers gave us two magnificent documents. They gave he they gave us the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Now, some of the founders owned slaves. And at the time when the Constitution was ratified, that's not when the slaves were freed. The, the slaves were freed after the death of some of the founders. So when it comes to liberty, the founders are tainted, and the left exports that. This, these racist men who own slaves give us a racist document, that kind of thing. Now, on the other hand, Frederick Douglass did not own any slaves. He was a slave, and in his writings and in his speeches, he affirmed the founders and he affirmed the Constitution, and the left don't have an answer for that because you can't call Douglas a racist. No, he's a victim of racism. Let me give you an example. Douglas wrote about the Constitution. He said, quote, the Constitution reads, we the people. It does not read, we the white people, end of quote. Douglas concluded by saying the problem is not with the Constitution. The problem is in the application of the Constitution. He would only say the problem is not with the Bible. The problem is in how the Bible is applied. So mm -hmm. thank God we have Douglas that we could bring and put him on the witness stand to defeat the lies and propaganda of the left. That's why mm -hmm. I contend that Douglas is the answer to save this nation. He helped Lincoln save America once before when it was split. It will behoove us to get into the writings of Douglas and the life of Douglas and see how his writings can help us now. And that's what we've done in the online course. It's a game changer. The left has no answer for this, none whatsoever. Wow. We have to empower ourselves, educate ourselves, and we have to learn what we don't know. So mm -hmm. as conservatives now, we can be in a better position to articulate our values without the fear of being called a racist, Uncle Tom, bigger to sell out, and in fact take control of the narrative. Start really not changing hearts and minds, because most Americans, I mean, the last Gallup poll I read, this is a center-right nation. Most Americans agree with us. But you got to learn to speak a language of liberty that resonates with the majority of people. And because of propaganda and because of history, that word conservative has a racist connotation where you mentioned the wall is up. It's not that right. people disagree, but that's an offensive word. I mean, the word conservative and the word Republican Party, because what happened in 64 and because of negative propaganda, those words are not the language of liberty in minority communities. They're the language of oppression. Right. And when I remember, when I used to hear that word, I mean, you had to you had to you had to fight racism, so I was taking on a noble task. So we got to understand that as conservatives, we the, the left is playing chess. We're playing checkers. We're being outmaneuvered mm -hmm. because of their propaganda efforts. We have the right message. We have a messaging problem. Well, and I would contend that that's part of the issue up in uh, Oregon. That was the thing. Look, these people are telling the truth, but. Uh, the language that they were using wasn't the language of liberty, and and uh, so they just needed some training. Um, now tell me, yes. I, yes. this is, I mean, you know, I, for me, this is just me personally, the conservative Republicans, there's no doubt about it, to me, they're in trouble, full-on trouble. And you say on your site here, and I, and I like this, by the way, the site is phenomenal. I, I really, really like it. Everything Thank that you, you do, very clean. It's it's very easy to understand. It's very easy to navigate. 
Um, you won't get confused, folks, if you go there. Some There's not a thousand pop-ups trying to get you to do this or that. It's very straightforward, which I like that. They must expand their traditional base, excite their conservative base, and defeat the malicious attacks of the left's propaganda machine. You say the key is to learn what you call the language of liberty. Now, you just said that. Can you tell me more about what – give me examples of that, the language of liberty, yeah. and then also how it reflects the life-empowering values, which I like that, life-empowering values sure. of the conservative sure. philosophy. I like that you use me, that. Yeah, let me, let me set this up there, and I, you gave me a good intro here. I appreciate that. No worries. Here's what we got to understand, that through the ministry of the Apostle Paul – God has given us a blueprint on how to do diversity outreach. When you study Apostle Paul's ministry, the Apostle Paul was a diversity outreach specialist. God right. called him and commissioned him to take the gospel to people of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do as conservatives. We're trying to become more diverse. We're mm-hmm. trying to uh, have, have a big tent. Now, mm-hmm. now, follow me, Sean. And when you go back and study the Apostle Paul by occupation, the Apostle Paul was a tent maker. Right. God right. called him and commissioned him to establish a big tent. Big right. tent is a metaphoric expression for diversity inclusion, diversity outreach. So we, and so Paul is important because, which gets to your, to your question you asked me, this universal language. Paul says this. He said in 1 Corinthians 9.22, he said, I become all things to all people. What Paul meant by that, he was saying, I knew how to craft my message what it could reach and connect with a wide range of people, the Jews, the Gentiles, the Ephesians, the Galatians. Paul is given credit for writing most, the majority of the New Testament. And Paul says in some translation, he said, I entered their world and I experienced life from their viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Well, when you enter the world of a black American and you experience life from their viewpoint, you quickly understand that the word conservative is, oppressive, is an oppressive word. Mm-hmm. I just gave you the history of what happened in 64. It's not that we don't share those conservative values, but that's not the language of liberty we use in our community to say that we are conservative. So mm-hmm. what is that language of liberty? The one, one of the most biggest and the most common language of liberty is when you talk about Frederick Douglass and mention his name. That's mm-hmm. the language of liberty. But Douglass has more than just a, an appeal in the minority communities. Douglas has a universal appeal. So when I go out and talk to various groups in, in the black community, Latino community, the word conservative does not come out of my mouth. Now, I'm not saying we should stop using the word conservative, but my point is before you use that word, make sure you define the definition of it because if you don't define it, your listeners going to define it, and their definition may not be the same as yours. They're going right. to put you in the, in the category of the conservative Dixiecrats right. who embrace their racist fathers and who as as conservative Republicans or independents, we embrace the founding fathers. The racist fathers wrote racist, the racial documents of, the, of Jim Crow laws and black codes. We embrace, embrace the founding fathers who wrote the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution. All men are created equal. So we got to make hold sure. Up, hold up. Hold up. Go back and say that again. I want my audience to hear that right before you talked about the founding fathers, right before that, about a minute before that. Yeah, That's what I was saying was, I'm saying. We, I'm not advocating that we should stop using the word conservative, but we got to understand that if you're going to use that word, make sure you, ex- you explain your meaning of the word conservative before you use the word because if you rely on your audience that you're talking to and you don't explain what you mean by it, they're going to put you in the category of the racist Democrats. And right. the racist Democrats, they embrace 
the writings of their racist fathers who wrote the Jim Crow laws mm-hmm. and the Black Codes. And as conservatives and Republicans, we're using the same word, but our definition is different. We embrace the founding fathers who wrote the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, where it says all men are created, created equal. So you've got to make sure that, that that's the case. That's how the left has been able to take advantage of our words. They've taken our words and they demonize our words. They demonize us. We have the right message. There's nothing wrong with our values. Our values stand the test of time. We're not using a language of liberty that has a universal appeal. Uh, when I, go, I say when I go out and speak, um, when I talk about conservative values in some circles, you know, when I go to my invited by black churches, I don't say conservative values. I call them life empowering values, and that's mm-hmm. exactly what they are. They elevate right. your life. They help you improve your quality of life. And mm-hmm. so we got to make sure we we take the time, like the apostle Paul said enter their world and experience life in their viewpoint, then you come to understand there's some words that have a different meaning in different communities. Let me let me touch on that really quick, and I want you to expound upon this, because using a term, which I love this term, life empowering, to describe the conservative philosophy, I think that's phenomenal. I absolutely love that. But can let's think about the inverse of that. The liberal philosophy uh, is life-degrading. You know, they like to say that they, they truly live life, that we, we're, we harsh everybody's mellow, but they really know how. But my goodness, they, you know, we want to have everything be legal and all this. But whenever they're in power, uh, it seems like they're the ones that make the most laws. They're the ones that create the most restrictions. So I would, I would even call the inverse of life empowering is, is life degrading, the philosophy of life degrading. Um, yeah. How would you compare that? I mean, what are some of the things – the ways there's obviously crossover there, um, and, and or the inverse, life empowering words versus life degrading. I would say the language of liberty versus the language of captivity. But can you give us some examples of that? I know you gave c- conservative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You you would lose you you would say life empowering. What are some other words? Because I think that would resonate with our audience for sure. This, these are some of the, some things that pop it off in my head here when you talk about. Um, if you notice, one of the life empowering values we have is the limited power of government. You got to put that word power in there because what the left does, they go out and spill their propaganda. If you ju- if you just say the limit uh, belief in limited government, mm-hmm. then they they interpret that, or oh, you want to take away my entitlements. But you put the word limited power of government. I don't even, I don't need the government tell me what kind of size light bulb I need in my home. Right, kind of thing. So that word power is important. Um, Slave master, slave government. The techniques of oppression used by the slave master upon Douglas is identical to the techniques of oppression used by the slave government upon us. So what I've learned, many people don't understand Maoism, communism, socialism. So you've got to give them a different metaphor. And the metaphor mm-hmm. I always give is slavery. And by talking about slavery, I've got to bring in Frederick Douglass because with Douglass, slavery was not a metaphor. It mm-hmm. was reality. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so... So that's just some of the examples of how, and I get into this in the course because in the course I break down what we got to understand how the left are masterful, mm-hmm. deceitly and diabolically masterful of taking language of liberty and turn it around where they look fantastic and glorious and we're demonized. Mm-hmm. But that's why Frederick Douglass is important. Mm-hmm. They haven't got to a point yet to, re- to rewrite the writings of Douglass, but they're, they're working on it. 
so maybe an example would be quality of life values. My buddy Jerry, uh, the speaking of the culture of life, uh, speaking the culture of life, Jerry reminds me of that. I mean, folks, these are these are things that we all need to learn. Uh, that the you talked about, I, I think the, and I agree with you, and I, I think I even cite this in my book. The language has been so terribly co-opted. The vernacular of today's society has been so terribly co-opted. Things don't mean what they used to mean. And kids today, or young, even I say kids, even you know people in their 30s, they don't know, and they they don't know what they don't know. They just simply don't That's know what they right. don't know. And so um, I think your course is phenomenal at doing that. Um, how long does the course take to to go through the whole thing? The course is a there's 12 modules. It is 100% video driven, so there's no PDFs you need to read. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time in the studio cutting these films. So if you and I muddle, muddle through a period of 12, 12 modules, uh, over four hours of uh, of, of film. Mm-hmm. So I go through, I go through, I share my testimony in more detail. I get into the elephant in the room, how we had control of the narrative, we gave it away, and that Douglas is the answer. Then I get into the life of Douglas. I start sharing some things about Douglas most folks don't know. Give an example. This is Black History Month. The father of Black History Month is Dr. Carter G. Woodson. Dr. Carter G. Woodson is the second black American to receive a Ph.D. from Harvard University. The first was W.E. Du Bois. Well, when the Black History Month was started, it started off as Black History Week. It became so popular that he expanded into Black History Month. Dr. Carter G. Wilson picked February for Black History Month, not because it's the shortest month of the year. He said he picked February for Black History Month because in the month of February, there's two great Americans who have their birthdays in the month of February, one being Abraham Lincoln and the other being, guess who, Sean? Wait on me. Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass. Frederick hmm. Douglass' birthday is February 14th, Valentine's Day. Now, of course, now Douglass did not know the exact day of his birth. It was not recorded like that when a slave was born. Their, mm-hmm. their birth was courted like a horse. You mm-hmm. know, just give the, the year, not the, not the date or the month. But mm-hmm. Douglass said when he was born, he was separated from his mother at the age of at birth, and his mother actually lived and worked on a plantation that was 12 miles away. So in order to see her baby, she had to walk 12 miles to see her baby after mm. she worked in the fields now. Mm. In pitch dark, she's walking to go see her baby and had to be back on the other plantation before daybreak. So she had to walk back 12 miles. So Douglas said he only can recall four times when he met his mother and the time that he was with her. Douglas said that she always referred to him as my little Valentine. So that is why Frederick Douglas picked Valentine's Day, February 14th, as his birthday. Wow. Folks, did you know that? So, Come on. That's, so that's, that, that's, folks, that's some power. And, and it, just in those facts right there, that's some power. That's something you can't learn and walk away from and not be better for knowing. That's why the course is important because, uh, because see, as conservatives, we got to have information. Mm-hmm. Information that refutes the lies and propaganda of the left. I get into... Douglas is writing about the Constitution. Douglas writing about respect for life. Douglas write. Douglas wrote about the po- the role of government. Douglas said on one occasion. Douglas said on one occasion. The, the first duty of, of the national government, Douglas said, is protection, mm-hmm. not to provide for us. So mm-hmm. when you have the writings of Douglas and you have that in your toolkit when it comes to engaging, now you 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 have somebody you're quoting from that the people can't call a racist. 
They mm-hmm. can't call him. They can't call him that he was he uh, owned slaves. No, mm-hmm. that's why Doug is so important. So we should thank God for giving us the the writings of Douglas and the life of Douglas. Mm-hmm. And then I talk about Douglas. I get into uh, Douglas's life, Douglas's writings. I take those four lives and pines values and explain what five quotes from Douglas on those values. And then I get into uh, dispelling the myth. Uh, about the Federal Dutch Republican movement, this is not a black movement. This mm-hmm. is a liberty movement. Majority of people in our movement are not even black. They're white. And we got well, a lot of well, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Ho, ho, ho. I don't want to skip over that. I don't want to skip over that because here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Folks, you need to understand that this is not... I, I don't want that to... I don't want that to be quickly going over. This is not something... For black folk, yes, I'll tell you right now, we do well as as uh, white people and people of other races uh, to learn these things. First of all, don't you want to know the truth about history? Don't you want to know the reality of of our finding? Don't you want to know what it, what is true and right uh, and righteous instead of the lie that has been foisted upon you by the left? And, and and wouldn't you want to know, wouldn't you want to learn these things? And first of all, you know it it's it's really not a white or a black issue. When you learn about Frederick Douglass, you're learning about history. You're learning about what made us what we are. You're learning. You learn, you're learning. Go ahead. Sure. You're gonna you're gonna learn why there's never been a movie on Frederick Douglass, and it's precisely because the views and the values of Douglass are antithetical to the socialists who are running Hollywood. Douglas affirmed the founders. He affirmed the Constitution. He was a self-proclaimed Republican. Mm. They don't want that out there Mm-mm. because Mm-mm. it's empowering. It's inspiring. If you want to inspire somebody who's, uh, that's, a, get, that's on that, that, the views that the government is their God and they're getting all these entitlements, if you want to inspire them to become better than what they are, share the story of Douglas with them because you know why? Douglas died, Sean, when Douglas was when he died eighteen ninety five, this man this man had three hundred thousand dollars in savings. Wow. And that's the that's the equivalent of more than twenty five million dollars a day. So and the beautiful thing that I like about Douglas, I don't care which victim category the left try to put people in today, no one today can out victimize Frederick Douglass. What do you mean? Lay that out for me. You cannot victimize the man. Nobody today is started in, in captivity and physical slavery. This man was slave for 20 years of his life, worked and never got paid for it. Hmm. He was denied opportunity to, for a good education. That's why he started his own homeschooling program on a plantation, learn how to read and write. So hmm. nobody today can out-victimize the man as to why they can't succeed in this, mm-hmm. in this, uh, in this culture, in this capitalist society. Hmm. There's no hmm. excuse hmm. because you got to understand that, that the God in you is greater than what's in the world that you're fighting. Right. you got to so believe that. You mentioned uh I just saw this. You mentioned uh, the, in in your site the the demographics say that by 2050 whites will become the minority. Well, what does yes. that lead to? What does that lead to? How what what happens then? Well, just take a look at this whole thing about immigration. What what the Democrats try Democrats trying to do is try to give amnesty to people coming across the border illegally. And so and so they can have this permanent voting class uh, right. who think they're going to vote Democrats, and, it, and they're going to outnumber whites. And so right. that's why it's so serious of a point that the conservative movement must, we must figure out how to bring more diversity into our ranks. If not, mm. we're done for. 
And right. the answer is Frederick Douglass. So what we're trying to do and what we're doing in our course, we are training people and teaching them, teaching them how to become what we call a Frederick Douglass liberty messenger. Or you can talk to anyone about your conservative values. Ooh, I like that. Being called a racist, octom, big and a sellout. You learn how to take control of the narrative and start inspiring people to join the ranks of our movement because most folks already agree with us. We're just losing a propaganda battle so badly, we think we don't have the right message. We got the right message. This is a messaging strategy that's, that's hurting us, but God has given us the answer how to do that through the ministry of Apostle Paul. And by the way, I don't want any people to call me and say, okay, call I'm white, and I can't talk to anybody of a different ethnicity. That's a lie you need to stop believing because through the ministry of Apostle Paul, God shattered that myth. Paul didn't call a Galatian to go talk to Galatians. He mm-hmm. sent said, said the Apostle Paul to do it, who was a Jew of different mm-hmm. ethnicity. Mm-hmm. So you can do it, but the thing is you must be trained in something that really and truly works. The Apostle Paul was trained by Gamal, so we've got to be trained. Mm-hmm. I had to be yeah. trained. Amen. Just because a person is black. They don't mean they know how to talk to black folks, because I know some black conservatives who went to an NWCP meeting and got kicked out, because they're not, they're not speaking the language of liberty that resonates with the audience. Wow. What, hold up. Did you just say you know black people yes. that went to NAACP meeting and got kicked out? Yes. yes. What did they do? Speaking the wrong language. They go out there and talk about conservative this, conservative that. That's not a language of liberty in minority communities. It's a language of oppression. And when you hear it, the attack is on, because why? When I grew up, the first time I heard the word racist, I mean, heard the word conservative, it was used in the same sentence with conservative and Barry Goldwater. Okay? Mm. So the word conservative has become culturally ingrained in the black community to mean racist. And so when I used to hear racist, I had to fight, I had to fight racism. Hmm. I don't care what truth, evidence, or information you bring to the table, I'm not going to listen to somebody I think is a racist. I'm not going to do it. Hmm. You can't enlighten hmm. me. So that's why the left is playing chess. We're playing checkers. We're being demonized and discredited before we get a hmm. chance to speak. Hmm. That has hmm. to change. So uh, Douglas's four life-empowering values, I think our audience would love to hear this, respect for the United States Constitution, respect yes. for life, yes. belief in the limited power of government, and belief in personal responsibility. Now, I have to say, uh, the entitlement class, they hate the Constitution. They hate yes. respect for life because they want abortion on demand. They want somebody else to pay for it. They hate yes. the limited power of government because the power of government gives them stuff. And they hate a belief in personal responsibility because it's through their lack of personal responsibility that they become the entitlement class, that they they get the things. How do we change a, you know... I don't even know how to put this. I mean, if you well, listen, if you into the mindset, the paradigm of look, you do these things because I'll tell you what, it's it's egregious. It's not just black folks in the city of Wilmington, Delaware, but this is a fact. Folks can look it up. I've done I've done shows on this. Eighty-two uh, percent of all abortions in the city of Wilmington are black folk, black yeah. children yeah. that'll never get a chance to be a Carter G. Woodson, that will never get a chance right. to be a Frederick Douglass, will never get a chance to be a K. Carl Smith. They'll never get a chance 
to be a Ben Carson or any of those things. They'll never get a chance because they're snuffed out in the womb. To well, me, I, I, you know, Margaret Sanger was the uh, was the founder of Planned Parenthood, and she she hated black people. Now, this is the crazy thing. Folks think that Planned Parenthood, uh, black folks in the black community think Planned Parenthood is their friend because they give them free birth control and free abortions. They think, oh, they're my friend. When, in fact, Planned Parenthood was founded to find an effective way to de-black the United States of America. This is why, Sean, and you just painted the truth. This is why, as conservatives now, we must master this language of liberty so people can listen to us. Mm. The problem is, in these communities you're talking about, they have no respect and don't, want to, don't care what conservatives think because they, they have been taught to CNN, MSNBC, uh, all these outlets that conservatives are racist. Mm-hmm. They don't care about black folks. So when you go and speak to them and you tell them you're conservative, I mean, you go in and say, I'm a black conservative. Well, that's what you're saying, but that's not what they're hearing. What they're hearing is you're a black racist. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Tea Party conservative. Well, because of propaganda, then you're a racist racist. Mm. Oh, I'm a constitutional conservative. Because of propaganda, negative propaganda, you're also a racist racist. I'm a, I'm a Reagan conservative. Well, you're a Reagan racist. It's because we got to get in there and speak this language that resonates with people, and at the same time, we will defeat the propaganda. Mm-hmm. But the only way you can do it is for the Douglas. That's the only right. way. Man. He's the only one. Frederick Douglass is the father of the civil rights movement. What's more, black ministers embraced the FDR message because Douglass was an ordained AME uh, Zion preacher who used his faith in God to overcome slavery to fight racism. I, I'll tell you what. I think that would shock a lot of people. I, I think I heard yeah. one time. I, I read one time where the AME uh, Zion got a start in Delaware, somewhere in Delaware. That's what I heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that churches, and I speak in black churches. I actually sing in black churches because uh, I uh-huh. I sing sort of a gospel type of deal, and um, so I spend a fair amount of time in black churches. I have an affection for that because they are very strong people of faith. But even even so, it blows my mind that so many black churches and black pastors now are not preaching the language of liberty. They are preaching more of the entitlement, more of the, hey, you know, the Constitution was designed to enslave you. Uh, You know, they don't talk very much about abortion because they want to stay off that. That's the third rail. Belief in limited power of government. Well, like I said, the power of government is what gives you stuff. It gives you your entitlements and personal responsibility. Well, I think there's some of that, but I don't hear a lot of it because a lot of times I'll stay Usually I'm the one speaking, so I don't stay for the message. I, you know, but sometimes right. folks, you know, in black churches, the sermon, the end of the sermon, don't mean church is over. You know, you know Sean, what I mean? When when I when I started reading the writings of Douglas, when I got that quote, and I started reading Douglas's writings, not just his autobiography, but his writings. Um, when Douglas started, when I, when I read his writings about the Constitution, that's what set me up in my chair correctly. I, my posture improved. I, had to, I said, what is he talking about? And what my point is this. I'm a graduate of historical black college, Alabama A&M University. I was taught in college that the founding fathers, because they owned slaves, they gave us a slavery document called the Constitution. And because of the three-fifth clause that's in the Constitution, the three-fifth clause, the three-fifth clause was, all, was all about uh, saying that blacks are three-fifths of a human being. That's what I was taught, and that but is it, still being but, taught to this day. 
But explain what the truth now, of that is, folks. Don't miss this. Now, explain now, what, what the three-fifths clause is about, though. Well, what happened was I started reading Douglas's writings. And at one time, Douglas also believed this. But Douglas went back and read the Constitution for himself. He read the Federalist Papers, and he read a book called The, Un the Unconstitutionality of Slavery. So in 1861, in Glasgow, Scotland, Douglas gave clarity to the three-fifths clause. He said, wait a minute. The three-fifths clause has nothing to do with, say, blacks or three-fifths three of a human being. But the three-fifths clause, it was about a compromise approach used by the northern free states upon the southern slave states. Because the southern slave states wanted to count all blacks in captivity as one person, one vote. Don't let them vote, but we don't count them as one person, one vote. And which would have given the slave, uh, the slave states a majority in Congress. And the northern free states said, wait, we've got to get this Constitution ratified, basically what they're saying. Mm. And you We'll let you count them as one person, one vote, if you free them. But if you can't free them, we'll let you count the slave population as three-fifths of a vote. In other words, in other words a, a free person, a black person in a free state is worth five-fifths of a vote, and a black person in a slave state is worth three-fifths of a vote. And when that happened, that reduced the congressional representation of the slave states in Congress. And that's Douglas wrote about that. That's what woke me up. And Douglas mm -hmm. were about the three-fifth clause. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. What else did this brother write about? And I started reading other things about Douglas. It just brought clarity to my understanding. And what's happening in the college campuses, even back in my time, the left has rewritten history, um, a case in point on the Democrat Party's website, even back in when I was in school. So as conservatives, we have to understand that we have the right message. Mm. We have a messaging problem, not a message problem. And if mm. we're serious about defending liberty, if we're serious about defending the Constitution, we must make Frederick Douglass and the writers of Frederick Douglass an integral part of our message. If not, we are doomed for failure. Because mm. mm. you can't win a propaganda mm. battle without them. And you know, I knew I, I knew the three fifth clause. I knew what that was all about, but nobody explains it better than you do. Uh, I, I I learned about that from uh, David Barton, and and uh, I was right there with him, and he was teaching it, and I said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on a second. That can't yeah. be true because this has been used." Again, the vernacular has been co-opted. The truth has been co-opted. The reality has been co-opted. It's been changed for the benefit of the left because they're so much more adept at doing what they do, and they don't care what's true, what's not true. See, they're they're not hung up on the same things. It's just like in a shooting when when a police officer is involved in a shooting with a bad guy. Police officer has to be concerned with what's behind the bad guy, what's in the backdrop. You know, who could right. he potentially harm if he misses the guy or he shoots the guy and the bullet goes through? Even though this guy is shooting willy-nilly at the police officer, the police officer has to think, I can't shoot this man because of what's behind him. Uh, the left doesn't have such a concern. They're shooting lies left and right, center, above, below, uh, you know, and, and people are just getting they're, – they're getting ruined. Yeah. They're getting yeah. ruined yeah. in their life. Because of lies, you know, and I th go ahead. That that's that's when you don't have truth on your side, you have to be a liar, and that's what uh, the left is doing. Now, I'm not talking about when I say the left or the Democrat Party. I'm not talking about the grassroots level or the local mm -hmm. level. Is another word, Sean, you could use. 
mm-hmm. the local level people, but those who are in control of the power of the party, and both parties, by the way, are deceiving us. Mm-hmm. So one thing about the Frederick Douglass Republican movement, we're not beholden to any political party. Mm-hmm. We have problems with both parties. Amen. To be honest with you. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I can get so behind that. We have to take we have, I don't care if it's an R or a D or an I behind your name. If you're not adhering to the Constitution and uh, empowering people's lives to help them improve their quality of life and try and stop trying to make the government their God, you're going to be agitated. And we do this in the in the in the life of uh, through the writings of Douglas, because Douglas gives us the, the answer how to do that. Mm-hmm. To me, Douglas was the original blogger because he had these newspapers, and through his writings, he agitated Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. and called them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like uh, one of the things that I really, really like about your diversity engagement strategy, how to share and evangelize conservative values without being called racist, Uncle Tom, sellout, or bigot. This is huge because I'll tell you what, right now, uh, K. Carl, I'm not going to surprise you with this. Race issues in this country are a mess, are a mess. Now, we have our first black president. He's only partially black, but a first black president. He doesn't he doesn't acknowledge any part of of his other race. He's just just black. I'm just black. That should have provided racial blindness. And he said that it would. He said he was going to unite us together. Said, hey, we're going to be one one big team, and we're going to help the black people uh, get what's coming to you, what's right, and we're going to right some wrongs and all this stuff. But it's brought us to the very brink, I think, of a race war in this country. Well. I contend that the racial situation in the United States, even though we've come a long way and we've got a long way to go, the mm-hmm. racism that exists today is 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 far uh, – it was worse in Frederick Douglass' time than it is today. Mm-hmm. But you're right. But there's some people now who use race as a way to keep us divided, as you mentioned at the top of the show when you introduced me. They mm-hmm. knew that because if we just knew if, – if, if conservative can master a language of liberty – and start talking to people in a way that's not condescending, not confrontational. You mm-hmm. do like the Apostle, Apostle Paul said, you got to have a servant's heart. That was the key to his diversity outreach strategy. In other words, right. he said, I, I didn't have a selfish heart and imposed my words on them. I edited their world, understood what their words were, and I had a servant's heart. I knew what their words were, and I used those words. Paul said, I didn't, Paul, Paul said, I didn't, I didn't take on their ways now. Mm-hmm. But I knew how to articulate my language in a way when it had a universal appeal and we could find common ground. Mm. And mm-hmm. so that's why the conservative movement today, I believe, this is the 21st century abolitionist movement. Because this is the liberty movement. The abolitionist movement was a liberty movement. Yeah. And uh, we're fighting against those who want to keep people in slavery. Well, that was the Democrats back in 18, 1900. And so we have the same battle, and there's nothing new on the sun. The techniques are used back then, the same techniques used today. You right. have got technology to help them to advance it. Now, uh, and I want to ask you something about young people, because I really want to reach young people. But first, before I go to the young people, um, I want to know – see, here's what I think. This is what I think. And what do I know? Okay. I'm, just a, I'm just a putz. Uh First, I think that every single person, there's two things that I think every single person that even thinks they're going to run for uh, public office, I don't care how low or how high an office it is, they should have to go through the Center for Self-Governance courses, level one through level five, before they can even run. And I think they should go through your diversity engagement course. I think that before they ever sign a paper, a petition to get her 500 signatures so they can run, they should have to take those two courses because 
on top of teaching the language of liberty, it undo it undoes so many lies. So many yeah. lies. Yeah. But you know what, K. Carl? If if you were to walk, if you and I were to go to Washington D.C., of course I'd have to disarm first because they don't allow guns in Washington D.C. So I go to Washington D.C. with my buddy K. Carl, and we sit down and we start on one end of Congress, and we're going to work our way down the other. And we ask, "So did you know this, Congressman or you know, uh, Congressman, Representative or Senator? Did you know this?" And then we we give them some facts about. Uh, the truth here that that is is put out by the diverse engagement strategy. We we tell them these things. We teach them history. I'll tell you right now. I don't. I honestly don't think that they would even know what you were talking about. They we yeah, they, they would look at us they, like we have five heads. Yeah, they don't teach civics anymore, and, and that's uh, that's taken out intentionally because if you don't teach civics and don't understand that when it comes to our responsibility to protect the republic is more than just voting. You have to vote and agitate for those politicians who are not doing based on what we want them to do. You don't vote and advocate. you got to vote and agitate. That's mm. what's important. That's what's missing. Mm. I like that. So what I would like to do is start an initiative to get this, first of all, at every state all across the country. Here, here's what I'd like to do. I would like for every state all across this great country to, uh, you know, I mean, like a wildfire, brush fires of freedom. Send, send the, uh, just send this course to everybody. Get everybody involved in this. Every single person, uh, at every single level of, because frankly, I don't think we can start early enough. I think we need to start when the children are in kindergarten. Quite frankly. Uh, and and teach the language of liberty and teach the the empowerment that comes from from knowing the language of liberty uh, from knowing these things and I think it should start at the state level everybody should you know do it that way it should just like a like a a, a brush fire that just spreads in the great wind all across this country igniting the the brush fire of freedom I also think that our government I I, I did not say this in jest I think our members of our government should absolutely have to go through this course. They should absolutely have to go through this course. I don't think, quite frankly, uh, they should even be able to run without doing the CSG course and doing this 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 course that you have. Because I'll tell you right now, this this is the thing. This is the thing that will release. And look, I've got people in Ohio right now telling me we'll fill a classroom. We get we get uh, we get you out there, or any of your other trainers. We'll get you out there, and we'll fill a classroom. We'll make sure people are uh, as many butts in the seats as we have seats. I, but but well, I think you know, Sean, what happened. So I, so I made it easy for them because I realized I can't be everywhere doing this training, and we don't have much time left. We, we have to win in November. That's why I put my time and effort into the online course. Right, right in the comfort of your home now because you right. have a whole year with unlimited access to take this training. Now, listen now. Even though you got a whole year of unlimited access, you can't wait a whole year to take the class. You got to take the class soon because we don't have a whole year left to save the yeah. station, turn things around. But let's you talk can about go that back. real quick, though. Let's sure. talk about sure. that real quick. Why? What do you think? I, I, I clicked over on your link, and Kay Carl's talking to me in my ear and on my screen. Look at him go. Oh yeah, it pops up. Yeah. It's, okay. it's What's awesome. your question though? This is awesome. Um, let me let me just. 
you said something very powerful that I've been saying for a long time. I said this last night in my message. If folks want to listen to it, it's at theninjapastor.com. They're free of charge. There's a link right there. It's super, super easy. Uh, but I talked about this last night. Listen, folks, we lose this election. We're done. And you just said it. You just said it. We don't have a year. We don't have a year. We don't have another year. So you got to get in 11 impactful video instruction modules. We don't – it's got to be done. It's got to be done, and you've got to get on it. You can't wait. Uh, and, and let me say this, folks. If you're sitting there thinking and, – and, and K. Carl didn't pay me for this. I just found out just now how much this is because I looked on the website. Uh, I didn't scroll down and see it before. Look, folks, this isn't $977. This is 11 courses, 11 separate courses that are top-notch. I mean top-notch. Per, very professionally done. It's not $977. It's not $697. It's $97. Now, you've got to be kidding me. And people say, I don't have any money. I, I don't have any money. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I just, I got to tell you right now. You can't afford not to. You cannot afford not to. $97 at Toys Us, I tell this to people with the Center for Self-Governance courses. You've got to be kidding me. You say, you say, oh, I don't have enough time. How's, how's slavery fitting you? How's that fitting your time? How's that fitting your time schedule? We'll write that in your planner. In about a year, we're going to be a slave. We're going to have chains around our ankles and our, and our, how's that fitting your time? You don't have time? Okay. You must have time to be a slave. Well, I don't have money. I don't have the money for that, so I can't do it. Ninety-seven dollars. I don't have time. I don't have money. Let me let me just say this, folks. If you don't have ninety-seven dollars, money's not your problem. You don't have a money problem if if you if you can't Go identify on. ninety-seven dollars. Money's not your problem. You you're living a language of captivity. You're speaking a language of captivity instead of a language of liberty. That is nothing, and and every human being. That's listen to my voice, and the people that listen to my voice ought to be able to ought to be able to engage and invest ninety seven dollars to do it, and it's easy and it's powerful, and they ought to do it. There's there's no excuse. Frankly, I mean to tell you, there's no excuse, no excuse. Because look, look, I'll, I'll tell you right now. If you're a, if, if you're sorry, I'm going off. Can't help it, but. Uh, if you're a white person right now, and you're thinking, well, what in the world does this have to do with me? Listen, you live with people of all ethnicities. And if you're a conservative white person, you're the one they're calling a racist. Okay, Carl, I'm telling you, yeah. my friend, I can't tell you how many times I've been called a racist, bigot, white supremacist, this, that, and the other, all of these other things, and not a bit of it is true. Not a bit of it is true, and everybody that grew up with me, everybody that's known me, everybody that's been right beside me my whole life, they'll tell you it's a lie. It's a flat-out lie. Yeah. It doesn't bother me anymore. But you know what? If I can learn the language of liberty and Frederick, the Frederick Douglass Republicans 101 online, 11 impactful video instruction modules, if I can learn how to use the right words, how to use the right words correctly, how how – Frederick Douglass Republican communication skills can inspire my family members, can inspire my friends, my fellow citizens. Look, we need to win, folks. We need to win. We have no choice if we lose, just like Kay Carl said, just like I said in my message last night. 
We lose this time, we're done. It's over. It's over. Yeah, right? Sean, I encourage you, listeners, to go to the diversityengagement.org and listen and uh, watch the videos of these testimonies I've received uh, from people across the country. I have about three or four of them up there. I have many more to put up later. But these are people, white, black. One guy, his name is Ty from North Carolina. He was a Democrat. Then he heard the FBI message. He said, I'm afraid it does Republican now, in lieu of saying conservative, because when he goes back home and tells his family member that he's changed parties or he's in the conservative movement, there's some intimidation and humiliation he's going to go through. But saying Frederick Douglass Republican, it gives him cover and a way to articulate his values, okay? So that's what it does. And there's a lady named Ellen, a white conservative out of Dayton, Ohio, who went through the course. And she goes around Dayton, Ohio, and she talks about the Constitution. Well, she's been invited to a black church to speak. She's been invited to a, a historical black college to speak. Why? She's, she's speaking a language of liberty that has a universal appeal. And she's going in talking about conservative values, that, you know, and not necessarily have to use that word. And so that's, that's how you turn a nation around. That's how we can change this election cycle, this election, uh, the, the political landscape of this country, one or two election cycles. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. So our goal is to empower conservatives across this country to articulate this language of liberty. And we can mm. start changing hearts and minds. Run the left back to France. Get them out of here. Send them mm -hmm. back to France. Mm. Mm. Folks, this is powerful stuff. You, we are, we are very blessed today. I have Kay Carl Smith of the Frederick Douglass Republicans with us today. One of my great friends, uh, Philly Bob, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Frederick Douglass. There you go. It is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Man, there's amen going all across this country right now. If that isn't an amen moment, I don't know what is. Well, listen, I, I want to let you know, I just signed up for your course just now. I just got my confirmation right here. I signed up for your course. I'm going to go through it, and I guarantee you, I'll bet you I'll be done in a month or so. Um, and, this, and I guarantee you, when you finish the course, you will have the confidence to engage anyone, your friends, your family members, and your fellow citizens about your conservative values. And you'll be surprised how that's going to put you in a different uh circle of people to talk to because they're going to become so inspired what you have to say they're going to invite you hey come talk to my friends come talk to my church like Ellen in Dayton Ohio that's that's to me for most folks they think that's in, unbelievable no no it is believable get the word impossible out of your dictionary mm -hmm. things are possible well amen that's for sure hey I have a couple more questions for you if you have time sure. do you have time sure Sure. Uh, let's see here. I, I, I've just let's see. I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna skip over that because you pretty much answered that. Um, bu, 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 bu. Finding a way to reach on. Yeah, okay. So I want to get back to young people and create an articulate youth who can defend and promote conservatism is a giant and noble goal. You've obviously given us a lot of thought. Are you in the schools? Is there a way to get you in the schools? There, How can there, we help um, with that? It all, it all depends on people's influence. Now, when I go to colleges and speak, and I go to schools and speak, especially elementary school, I don't get into the politics. I talk about success. And I let them know success is not a secret. Success is a system. And I lay out for them Frederick Douglass' system for success. And one of, one of the key components of Douglass' success was he took education seriously. So by, that's what we do. But we, but I, and I share with them Douglass' writings about the Constitution. 
hmm. because they're being taught the left. The left has given them the whole thing about the Constitution is bad. You should ignore it. It's a racist document. And nobody's teaching them Frederick Douglass and tell what Douglass had to say about it. And so uh, that's what's important. So we are getting to the schools, uh, especially with homeschoolers. A lot of homeschoolers associations are purchasing the book as a, as a uh, part of their curriculum for their students. Uh, the um, public school is a bigger challenge because you've got too many because the left has control of that, it's kind of tough to break into that. So right. what we have to do, and one thing we're working on, we are working on a Frederick Douglass movie, not hmm. a Frederick Douglass documentary. We want a Frederick Douglass movie because we want to make Frederick Douglass an action hero for liberty. Hmm. That's something I'm working on. That's a personal goal of mine. Uh, I love that. So how did Douglass, you know, when you look at Douglass, Douglass resonates with every American you can think of, black, Latino, women, and young people. And think about it. Douglass was a slave for the first 20 years of his life. Mm-hmm. And as a 16-year-old boy one time, he got into a fight with his slave master. The guy was a slave breaker. And mm-hmm. Douglass said, look, you've been whipping me every, for six months every week. I'm tired of being whipped. So as a 16-year-old boy, this young man got into a fight with his slave master. And uh, as a result, the guy never whipped Douglass again. And that's what gave Douglass greater inspiration to want to escape. So when you mm-hmm. tell that story to youth, but how this young man understood that education was key to success in life. Because mm-hmm. Douglas said, you know, if I can't read and write, no matter where I escape to, I'm going to be a slave there. Mm-hmm. So when you tell that story in the right way, and that's what the course will give you the information that you can do that, you'll be able to share that with people and start uh, inspiring people with truth. Folks just want to know. And we, since we have truth, the truth is more compelling uh, than a lie. The more contagious in life when it's told correctly, mm. and and you can and you can verify it. So that's why Douglas is so important. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying Douglas is a I'm not, I'm not putting him on on a pedestal, but I am mm-hmm. elevating his uh, legacy. Well, that's for I'm sure. Saying? Well, that's for sure, and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so those of us who know, and there's a lot of people that listen to this show. I know that by based on on. Uh, you know, I, I hear my audience when they when they reach out to me. I hear them, and uh, it's powerful what they have to say. And and a lot of them are homeschoolers. You know, and and there's few people that have been disenfranchised, uh, have been marginalized, like the homeschoolers. Mm-hmm. The homeschoolers, boy, they've been abused by the public. They've been abused. You know, they they uh, the the government hates when you take somebody out of their uh, yeah, government yeah. indoctrination system and they put them into a system that gives them the language of liberty. They hate that. They hate so that. let me give a word of encouragement to homeschoolers because I, I have six grandchildren and mm-hmm. um, my son and his wife have all six of my grandchildren and all of them been homeschooled mm-hmm. uh, and. When you study Douglas's life, don't forget now, when Douglas was born, you know, at that time, it was against the law to teach a black how to read and write. Mm-hmm. So Douglas, in essence, started his own homeschooling program to learn how to read and write. Mm-hmm. And the way, I, the way I like to put it, and the established folks get, get mad at me, he basically, he basically rejected the state master common core curriculum, and he started his, whole, his own homeschooling program. And uh, he, that's exactly what he did. And not only that, as a teenage boy, he started a reading ministry on the plantation um, to teach other slaves how to read and write to prepare them for liberty. I have to wonder how many people, white or black, 
know that about Frederick Douglass, that, that he, he created a homeschooling system so that he could educate his own people, that he could yeah, empower he his own people. That's strong, folks. Boy, that's something powerful to know. That's, that's good information. Um, I, I do have a question. I know you probably have to go because sure. you've got a lot going on, uh, and I sure appreciate you spending all this time with us, and, and, I, and I know our audience has really enjoyed it. Uh, folks, you know, if you have, make some comments on this uh, in, in the comments section of both the Blog Talk Radio and also the Ninja Pastor. If you have the link, ninjapastor.com backslash blog, you go there. The announcement for today's show, the link for today's show, if you want to share it with somebody, there's a quick short link there. Boom, you send it to them. You forward that to them, they're in like Flynn. Put some comments in. Let us know what you think. We sure appreciate it. So I'd love to hear, K. Carl, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the how and why the conservative party is losing the battle philosophically and culturally. Quite frankly, we are. We, we've lost. We've lost the battle philosophically and culturally against, and, the, and, and this is obviously manipulative and I, and I think extremely dangerous, but the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I just think is so dangerous what are your thoughts about that movement what what do you think i mean i i know we'd love to yeah. infiltrate into that and help teach them the language of liberty but so much of it is tied up in the drug culture uh you know you see you see where they took over now i'm not a bernie sand bernie sand uh, what is it, bernie sanders uh i'm not a fan of his not even a little bit but i have to say uh i thought man this is a guy we definitely don't want as president if he can't rock his own microphone at a, an event that was paid for when those two ladies, the two black ladies get up and they say, we're going to speak. We're going to take this microphone from you and we're going to keep it as long as we want to. And there's nothing you're going to do about it right on film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, it was just, right, right. It was just crazy now, how that happened. Now with black lives matter, I share some of their concerns, but I disagree with their form of agitation. The form of agitation is a Saul Alinsky strategy. Mm-hmm. It's strictly, strictly out of Saul Alinsky's book. I disagree with that form of agitation. Mm-hmm. Now, I met with some members of Black Lives Matter, and here's what I learned talking to them. <laughs> you know, they're being funded by George Soros in that, mm-hmm. that group. Mm-hmm. And they're being told, one of the things they told me, they're being taught and told that the Constitution is a racist document, the thing I talked about before. So mm-hmm. I started sharing with them Douglas's writings mm-hmm. and what Douglas said about the Constitution. They came back and said, we need to be, we need to be part of your movement. <laughs> it's all about mm. delivering that truthful message. Mm. Follow me? Yeah. So we can't be afraid to engage them. You've got to know how to speak the language. Mm-hmm. So I didn't say the word conservative. I knew they were, I, if I had said that, they would attack me. They would demonize me, ridicule me, and ignore me. I started talking about the language of liberty. I used Frederick Douglass, what Douglass said about the Constitution, how that inspired my life. And Douglass dealt with the same, had the same concerns about the Constitution. Many people don't know that. And then when I shared that with them, they said, we want to know more about Frederick Douglass. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, that's strong. That's strong. Yeah. Far and wide. I think that's awesome. Um, and, and I'll tell you what, I sure have appreciated having you uh, with us today. I think it's been extremely informative. Look, I've signed up, not that I have uh, one more course I need to do or one more thing I need to do, but I think this yeah, is critical. I appreciate that. And I, and, I tell you and what else, too. The money goes into the operation. Over, right. Over, over three-fourths of the money goes to the operation, and, and the pay for the volunteer help that I've been blessed to have for the past eight years. I mean, I'm, I, my organization, we don't have a sponsor, but mm-hmm. that has not 
That's not the reason that made me want to stop. I got to do this thing because this is right. the answer to save this nation. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, yeah. that is awesome. And look, I know you have, uh, I know you have stuff to do, and uh, and I certainly appreciate a busy man. And certainly, uh, I know our audience has really, really appreciated your time, and really, um, what an articulate presentation of, of why we need to get engaged, why we need to get plugged in, and and to really understand. And and you know what? We can't wait on it. We no, can't, can't wait, wait. on it because we don't have time. We do no. not have time. And uh, whew. It's time. It's it, these are dire circumstances. I like to say during my speeches all across the country, uh, these are barefoot in the snow days. These are barefoot in the snow days. This is, you know, we 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 are in serious serious trouble. So I don't have much time left. I like to close with a quote uh, from Robert Brown Elliott. During Reconstruction, the first seven blacks to serve in the U.S. Congress were black Republicans. One of these individuals was a guy from South Carolina by the name of Robert Brown Elliott. His quote really sums up what the Frederick Douglass Republican movement is all about, and is mm-hmm. this. He said, I am a slave to principles. I call no political party master. Mm-hmm. I am a slave to principles. I don't call the Democrat Party or the Republican Party my master. Mm-hmm. But Kay Carl, I'm a slave to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And that's how that's how I vote based on those values, and mm-hmm. I would agitate based on those values. Mm. 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 Folks, that's strong. That's that's some powerful, powerful stuff. Listen, we sure appreciate it. We know you got to get back to doing what you do. We appreciate you taking the time to join with us today. And uh, folks, I couldn't encourage you more to get involved. DiversityEngagement.org. Um, I'm signed up. I'm going to start my first class right here as soon as the show is over and I finish my post-show interviews. Um, I will be right in it. We sure appreciate it, and I hope that you'd consider joining us again. So hey, don't forget to sign up for that webinar every month. I'll do. You better believe I'll do it. You better believe I will. Okay. You've made it very live easy to webinar. do. Yeah, live coaching webinar every every month once you sign up. So we'll get into that. Mm, awesome. I love it. Thank love you, man. It. I appreciate it. I enjoyed the dialogue. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. God bless you, brother. You too. So there you have it, folks. There you have it. This is some good stuff. Folks, I'm just going to tell you that's some good stuff. If you didn't get something you can use in that, boy, I tell you what, you need a lot more than what I can provide, this show can provide, K. Carl Smith. So I did literally sign up. I'm telling you right now. I signed up. I got my thing, got my email, confirmed it, and all this stuff. $97. Come on, folks. That's silly. That's silly because it's going to help you in many different areas of your life. It's just like the Center for Self-Governance. I tell people all the time. The Center for Self-Governance, they, of course, we're doing online courses now, too, but uh, Mark Herr and uh, Bill Norton and and uh, so many others are traveling around the country, and I'm, they don't get paid a dime. They don't get a dime for what they do. You know, and, and, and they're giving it all. They're giving it all. Listen, my buddy, I won't say where he lives, but my buddy Mark Herr left my house Sunday morning he left my house Sunday morning in the wee hours of the morning to go to the airport. He didn't get home to where he lives until, I want to say, after midnight. He's three hours from the airport when he lands. Free of charge. Nobody gets paid. 
They do all this for you. They come to your city, they come to your state, and help build, you know, help to teach you the language of liberty. This is good stuff. I'm telling you, you could do both of these things easy. One you do at home, this one you, you, they'll come to you. And I'll help you book them. I'll help you book them. There's some things the Center for Self-Governance could use. I tell you, I'm going to get the type of, um, we call it projector. I have one. Uh, and, and my projector costs less, thanks to Jerry Summers. He turned me on to this thing, and uh, we were just talking about projectors. And he turned me on to this website one day called a flash sale, had a flash sale. And this is a true story. And Jerry calls me real quick and says, hey, have you ever heard of this? I said, no. Never heard of it. We had just been talking about, boy, I would buy a projector if they weren't thousands of dollars. He called, he, you got to go see, there's one on there that's a professional projector. It's $550. I said, no way. I went over there. Sure enough, it was. Well, here's the thing. It was a couple thousand dollars normally, but this flash sale, this one-day sale, not even one day. I think it's an hour. It's only an hour. They have a sale for an hour and you're done. Well, I bought the thing, and I've had it for a few years, and, and it is amazing. But I'm nervous every day because the uh, the lamp on it, the, the light bulb, is more expensive than the unit. So they use these things. They they use these things, and they're expensive. They're very, very expensive. Uh, and so I... Uh, I just, whew, you know, they need help with that. So I'll get the, I'll put it out there, put it on our website. I'll put it everywhere. Uh, they need help with that. Um, it, it's very important to um, to support these things because they're doing it on a shoestring. They're giving everything they have. Uh, if you have airline miles that you could donate, if you have hotel points that you could donate, if you have gas cards or or you know those cards those cards you can use for anything. You know, to put in the rental cars. If you have rental car points, that'd be great. You know, that would be phenomenal. It would really, really be a good thing. Uh, those types of things, I'll get more lists. Look, if you own a business and you have servers, and you have server space, extra server space, that you'd be willing to, to, to donate, or you'd be willing to buy them a server, they need those things, um, get a hold of me, and I will turn, you know, we'll make it happen. We'll make it happen. These are These are... This is this is God's work they're doing. This is the work of liberty. This is this is the real deal. And I'll tell you what, it's it's important. Lord forbid we don't do what we're supposed to do. We have to do what we're supposed to do. Hey, we have a caller here. Uh let me just tell you right now, if you get crude or ignorant, you're gonna have to tell me who you are and where you're from. The second you get crude or ignorant, you're getting cut off and I'll ban you. Here we go. All right, pass the call. Yes, this is Dr. Good. Sean. Who am I talking to? And oh, where are sorry. you from? Hi, Dr. Sean. Hi. Uh, my name is Mitchell from uh, Atlanta, Georgia, uh, in, in, in the United States. How are you? Good, good, good. Great state of Atlanta. How can I help hey, you yes, today? Sir. Yes, sir. Well, I was listening to your lovely show, and I was talk and you were talking about liberty. And, yes, my expertise has been exposing the Chinese communist regime and their threat on our democracy, our constitutional rights, and I was on a, a really good uh, conservative talk show yesterday with the former Secretary of State of the Asian Affairs of the Canadian Parliament, and we were discussing the threat of communism and fascism in our great state of or great country of America. And I was an immigrant in 1995. I immigrated to this beautiful country of America, the land of the, 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 the brave, the home, the land of the free, the, the home of the brave. And I'm just grateful to be here. But I see a great threat of mm. communism and totalitarianism with the liberal with the leftist side of the, of, of the fence and trying to force 
vaccinations force ideology, force us to give up our guns and our First Amendment rights. And I just God bless you, brother. Uh, oh, it's my pleasure. That uh, you've allowed. Uh, you now, know, where did you emigrate from? I immigrated from I'm so, from South Africa. I studied international human rights and genocide uh, uh, law in, uh, in at the University of Georgia, and mm. I've devoted and dedicated 14 years of my life to exposing one of the most brutal persecutions of human of human life uh, coming out of communist China mm. against the spiritual movement. Um, the website that I represent is stoporganharvesting.org, where millions of an innocent spiritual uh, group called the Falun Gong, also house Christians, have been sent right. to death in China and killed for their organs. So I just wanted to share that this country, America, where we have the freedom of speech, the Second Amendment right to protect our families and communities is so important. And uh, I, I, we, we, uh, you know, dealing with communist China for so long, I see the influence of the communist ideology and common core and our values. You can't speak anymore, Gata, but you say anything, you get arrested and you right. get sued. And you get, it's not right because that is un-American and you cannot force anybody to do anything. This is America and this is constitutional land. So I'm grateful that your show is on. Well, thank you. I appreciate you joining the, the Collision of Faith and Politics. What I'd like you to do, I'm going to give you a website. If you go to okay. theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com, go yes. over to the Contact Me on yes. that. Contact me there, uh, and we will exchange phone numbers. I'd like to talk to you more after the show. Yes, I'd love to. And, I'll, I, and, and, and you know, if you would like me to bring on the former Secretary of State, he'd love to share with you this issue is very important about the Falun Gong, the forced organ harvesting, and more about communist China threatening our liberties in America. You know what's funny is I think a lot of people would never believe that people are systematically uh, being killed to um, for organs. I mean, that's just the thing. But thank you so much. I look forward to hearing from you, and thank you so much for calling in today. I appreciate it. Have a great You're day. Welcome. You too. Bye-bye. So, folks, you know, that was a good call, and, and uh, I, I know of that guy. Uh, and so, okay, here we go. Here's the link for K. Carl Smith's class, Frederick Douglass Republicans, diversityengagement.org. Thank you very much for including that over in our chat. Folks, if you don't know about the chat, the chat's pretty cool. There's some cool stuff that goes on over there. Uh, it, it is. We keep it clean. We keep it nice. We do all the things um, in, a, in a beautiful, beautiful way. And, um, you know, it's just – it's just uh, it's a really cool thing, honestly. It's a really cool thing. So I wanted to close out the show uh, by reminding you about the Ed Snipes interview. Uh, and, it, and it's interesting because he was an exclusive interview. And uh, he is a 72-year-old man. He's a retired firefighter, three decades of firefighting, retired as a lieutenant at Orlando Fire Department, big city fire department. Um and and then he has had several businesses. He's a cowboy in north central Idaho. Uh he knew the protesters real well. He spent a lot of time with them. Uh, he knew the Hammonds, he went to church with the Hammonds. The Bundys, uh he knew them real well too. And uh during the course of this uh you know, say standoff, whatever, um he took them a hog. They were hungry, he took them a hog. During the course of the interview, and, and I really encourage you to download that interview, go to the ninjapastor.com, and then look in the blog section, go down to where we talk about that interview, and click on that link. That link is still live. We make sure it's live. It's free. Nobody charges anything. Nobody's spamming you. Nobody's doing any of those things. 
But I really encourage you to do that. It's so important. It's so important. It really is critically important because when you hear this interview, and it's not that I did a great job. I didn't have to do anything. Like I said, there are a lot of folks said that um, that I I talk too much. Well, that's kind of how a radio uh, show works. You know, I talk, and, then, and we were trying to kind of protect him, myself and Mark Herr of the Center for Self Governance. We were here together, um, and I, and I'll tell you what, it, it was it was really something. Like I said, I thought we were only going to interview him for 15 to 20 minutes, but two hours, just under two hours, really powerful. You learn a lot about the rancher's life. You learn a lot about that area. Uh, you learn a lot. Um, you, it, It's really, really powerful. It's, it's a really cool thing. Uh, it's fascinating, quite frankly. And he tells a story about what happened in the days leading up to this. And, and, and um, I, I just think I think everybody should have to listen to it, quite honestly. And I don't get a dime. I don't get a dime. If a million people listen to my show or 600,000 listen to my show, we're headed towards a million uh, downloads of it at this point in time. I don't get a penny. If it's 100 million, I don't get a penny. I should probably monetize it on YouTube or something like that. Well, first of all, I don't know how to do that. But second of all, that's not my mission here. That's That's why if you're in a position to donate, uh, you know, the ninjapastor.com, press the donate button. That's awesome if if you're so moved, if the Lord speaks to you that way. Um, but you, look, it's more important to get the story out because an American was murdered. He, They were ambushed and they were murdered. That that vehicle they were in, the reason why this man, well, we talk about it in the in, in the interview, but the the reason that man was was creating a gap between he and the truck was because they had they were shooting the truck up. You can watch it. Trucks being just utterly pelted with bullets. How do you think Ryan Bundy got shot? He was inside the vehicle. You say, but the feds say they found guns in the vehicle. You know what? Here's a news flash for you. They lie. They lie. That's reality, folks. They lie. The federal government lies. They are liars. That's the bottom line. They're liars. And until we grow some cojones in America, and I said this at the beginning of the show before our, our, our excellent interview with Kay Carl Smith. Listen, and I said this during the interview with Mr. Snipes. I said, listen, that's, and I'll tell you what, you want to listen to the end of this, by the way, because there's a dedication and a memorial to uh, Mr. Lavoy Fenicum. May he rest in peace. He is with the Heavenly Father now. Uh, there's a dedication to him I think you're going to want to listen to. But um, anyway, we're out of time. But but listen, there's so many facts that we go over in, in this in this interview, and you know the other people they have just a few minutes and they got to get their thing out, and that's not how we do it. That's not how we do it. And I, I swore a long time ago, look, if I'm going to have guests on this show, I, I'm not going to rush them. We're going to. I encourage you to go to the theninjapastor.com. There's there's tons of content there. It's all free of charge. Nobody's going to spam you. I really encourage you to go there and, and avail yourself of some truth. It's worth your time. Thank you so much for joining me today. And listen to last night's message. I've been told that, that was, people are really liking it. So, listen, I, I appreciate you. Hang with us. God bless America. Stand strong.
Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.